Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Um, today, we are going to be talking about when your wife doesn't want to take hormones to increase her uh, sex drive post-menopause, and <clears throat> this is a common thing that, that guys complain about, and I will talk about this in depth from both positions, from both perspectives. My most recent subscriber episode was when you want your wife to change how she dresses. That is not unrelated in a, in a sense to this, so you should probably subscribe to hear that and over 100 bonus episodes. The next one is going to be, why would your partner try to make you happy if you never act happy? So a lot of women are upset that their husband doesn't want to make them happy, but they never actually act happy. They just say whatever he did was baseline. The same thing for women whose husbands want more sex. They try to do more sex and have more sex and the man's still not happy. So, uh, you know, it's kind of limits how much you're going to try. So I talk about that um, from both perspectives again in, in the next episode. So those are all subscriber ones. Um, I didn't ask me anything. Um, last, it will now be last month by the time you hear it. Um, and in my Facebook group, so if you like things like that and more access to me, then you should join my secret Facebook group, which is separate from the podcast. All right, so anyway, a lot of guys um, in my group, just everywhere, basically, on the internet are saying, um, so there's some guys whose wives take estrogen, progesterone, uh, testosterone, a mix of these, that's called hormone replacement therapy, after menopause. And for, for some women, especially if they're not highly sensitive people that are very reactive to extra sorts of things in their bodies, then um, this works. It certainly doesn't um, put your sex drive back to where it used to be um, when you were young, but it can help with sex drive, with vaginal wetness, with um, you know just generally feeling better after menopause. Um, but not every woman wants to do this. Why not? Well, I mean, there's the practical matter that many women are actively advised by their doctors not to do this uh, for various reasons related to uh, cancer risk and that people, um, you know, react differently to different things. So if they have been very reactive in the past to birth control or to any extra hormones, then they're frequently advised not to. Um, but but, but women who are not experiencing positive things with menopause and, in fact, uh, can't sleep and are very, very irritable and have hot flashes, they'll often try hormone replacement therapy because they're not feeling good. So it isn't really to increase their sex drive. It's because they feel like shit, like they're depressed, they're angry, everything is going to shit, they're gaining weight, they feel bad. So in this case, like a lot of women will try basically anything because they feel so terrible, you know, like somebody who's depressed will try any antidepressant, you know, even if it has side effects, usually. But um, the, the guys that I'm talking about, like, their wives are fine. So in this podcast, I'm talking about women who are, like, happy about menopause. They're fine. Like, they're seeing it as a life stage, and they're accepting that they're aging. You know, and the guys and their drive is down because, as I've discussed in my menopause podcast, which you can refer back to, they their body doesn't have any evolutionary reason to have sex hormones anymore because they're not fertile anymore. So this is a stage of life that they are accepting old age. It's it's their 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 aging. And the thing is, is like most therapy, most individual therapy and couples therapy really focuses uh, a great deal on acceptance. Acceptance is, is very positive, you know, accepting where 
where you're at and not trying to change who you are, accepting that the next stage comes down the road. I talk about this with the planned obsolescence model of parenting, as I call it. People who are stuck on keeping their kids little um, or, you know, always wanting their kids to stay at a certain developmental stage, that's not healthy for the kid or for you. And instead, you should understand every stage is temporary and then the child goes into a different stage and your parenting is going to have to proceed apace with that. So for women who have accepted that they are going through menopause, they're in a different stage of life, they're going to have a lower drive, their body's going to look different, you know, they may have different values, they may have different needs, that's positive. I mean, that that is real positive. People who can accept their stage of life, that, that isn't something to get rid of. It would be like if, if you like lost your hair and your wife is like, I want you to, um, you know, do this hair transplant surgery. And you were like, but I'm fine losing my hair, you know, like this is fine. I'm accepting this is who I am, you know, or if you wanted to retire from like a fast paced job and your husband and your wife was like, no, I want you to keep working. I like having your salary. It's like, what? Like, I'm supposed to be able to retire at some point, you know, like life moves on. Like, maybe I want to do different things with my life, you know? So that's like the same as the woman feels. Now, in a, st- in a, a situation where she has zero desire for sex and also will not try to even have sex with you at all, and e- like, let's say even like she can't do it vaginally, let's say she will not do a hand job, she will not do oral, she will not do anything, and she couldn't do it vaginally in some cases because your vagina really hurts. Um, you know, when all of the hormones have gone, it's called vaginal atrophy. But, but the point is, if she will not even try to be intimate or to cuddle or to hug or anything, well then, yeah, you have a leg to stand on, but, um, your leg to stand on isn't telling her like what to put into her body as a, as a medication basically for what is a natural life stage. If she were unhappy with that situation and felt that she wanted to try, or if if she um, herself felt that um, you know that she can't just fake it and she wants to have some to to see if, if there's some kind of desire that that could be had, okay. But if you have a conversation with your wife and she says, "I'm actually fine with the stage that I'm at in life. Like we can cuddle, we can hug. I could try to have sex. We could do some other things. It's not going to be more than like probably once a week. I mean, I am." really getting older or maybe every other week but because I just really don't feel like the same person anymore you know and and I get that you still do and so I'll I'll, let's compromise right but then that seems like kind of a normal natural evolution of a couple something here's something that gets in the mix sometimes guys take Viagra so then they are like gonna have a heart on like they did when they were young But Viagra really stresses marriages because the woman and the man were like developing at the same pace. Like he wasn't getting erections anymore either. And she's postmenopausal. Like he wasn't getting a lot of erections. He didn't have the same drive that he used to have. And she doesn't have the same drive she used to have. So this is kind of a natural sort of uh, progression. But that is um, intercepted by Cialis or or Viagra because now he he has an inflated drive or an inflated ability to have sex. Just like when men watch porn all the time at this age, they're inflating their sex drive super high beyond what it would be. So the clients that I work with, when they kick the porn habit, 
they realize that their sex drive isn't somebody who wants to have sex twice a day at age 55. Like, it's just not. That's crazy. You know, it goes down to somebody who wants to have sex every few days or once a week at age 55. You, most of the time when they're not using Viagra and they're not like jacking off to porn all the time or fluffing themselves with porn images all the time. So it reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode where uh, an old couple got to go into this, um, you know, medical facility that could make them young again. But then they realized they only had enough money for one. And so they ended up letting the man do it because he had horrible back pain. And he comes out and he's like clicking his heels and he's in his 20s and he's amazing. And then he looks at her and she looks at herself. And it's like he's 25 and she's still 75. And so, of course, in this Twilight Zone episode, he decides to change back so that they could go along with their regular life as like a little old couple, which was the natural end of things. That was the natural way that their life was expected to go. Viagra is like that guy becoming 25 again. So it, it, it subverts the natural order of a couple growing old together. Now, of course, if, if you're in a situation where your wife is menopausal and she completely refuses to play ball at all and to acknowledge that you have any sort of need for, for physicality, um, then, then she's probably done with the marriage, you know? And if you want, you could get out of that because there's no... I mean, you could always do whatever you want, right? But I mean, ethically, if your wife is saying, I refuse to have any physical touch with you at all because I'm postmenopausal and I don't care, well, then that's not really being a nice person. But if she says... I'm fine with where I'm at. The and, and also, particularly, there's many women who try the sex hormones and they have many side effects. Testosterone is the main one that increases drive, and that does have a lot of side effects, particularly in highly sensitive people. So, you know, you could have acne. These are the ones I've heard from clients. Acne, weight gain, bloating, irritability is a very big one, and fatigue because, like, it's kind of like... Uh, like, uh, it's like putting you back into puberty in a sense, you know, and you sleep all the time and you want to eat more, you know, that's what testosterone does. So for some women, they do have side effects. And of course, if they have side effects for something, then, you know, who are you to tell them what's worth what? So they may have a higher drive, but it still may not be directed toward you because they're mad that they're on the, the sex hormones that they don't want to be on. A lot of women find it to be very relieving not to ride the emotional roller coaster of a menstrual cycle every month or to be on estrogen or progesterone, which, um, you know, mess with your mood. There are women that this really works for and they should definitely try it. But if, if a woman is fine and doesn't have any issues and she's trying to, at a, at a normative kind of way, engage still physically, so it's not going to be every day that you're having sex with a 65-year-old woman, most likely, uh, nor do I think that that's really reasonable, you know, to ask if somebody doesn't want to do it. But like, yeah, once a week, that sort of thing. And a lot of closeness, a lot of touching and cuddling. Most men that are older, especially if they're not, if they're not addicted to porn and addicted could mean a lot of things. So go back to my porn in marriage podcast. If they're not artificially fluffing their libido with porn or their penis with Viagra, they would be real fine having sex every, you know, uh, seven to 14 days, but cuddling and touching and holding hands and back scratches. That's the kind of thing that 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 would be great. You know, and a lot of women will do that, but they don't feel like genuine trying to act like a 30 year old woman when they're twice that age. 
You wouldn't want, I mean, I don't know what you would particularly want, but many women who have a 30-year-old daughter and are age 60 do not want to be back there. They have a daughter that's that age or a son that's that age, you know, and it just doesn't feel natural to try to approximate that. And they would rather have somebody who kind of accepts that time marches on, you know, and people that have trouble with this have you know, the idea that time marches on and that we all age frequently are kind of um, difficult people who have had difficult upbringings and they they feel like they, a lot of late bloomer men, so you could refer back to my late bloomer podcast, have particular trouble with the fact of aging because they feel like they never got enough sex when they were young. So like somehow these are the ones who tell me, oh, my wife and I are going to have all this sex when the kids are out of the house. I'm like, when she's 55 is what you're planning for to have a sexual renaissance? Like what? You know, like biologically, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And, and it's like there's this fantasy that somehow they can get time back. But you can't get time back. You know, there is no time that you get back. Time goes in one direction. This is like an existential or philosophical issue that I see many couples struggle with is that one is like, okay, like I'm a grandmother now, let's say. So what I'm focusing on is the grandkids. And that's like the natural order of things. And in fact, there's an evolutionary um, hypothesis called the grandmother hypothesis that I've mentioned semi-regularly because I remember from grad school. <laughs> and it talks about that women, one idea is that women live longer than men because the women that help out with their children's children are those kids end up doing better because they have more resources because there's basically like a third parent, the maternal grandmother and um, sometimes paternal grandmother. But, you know, a lot of the time the mother's mother helps her. But the, the point here is that if you have very different philosophies on aging, that's something to get into therapy to discuss because that's really what it is. You know, it's not about um, sex hormones or not. It's about are we going to get older together? Because really you just got to think about if your wife said to you, you know, I really need you to um, just work always. In fact, I'd like you to try to get a better job now at age 60. You know, I'd like you to travel more. That was like cool to me. Like I like that time away from you. And then sometimes I got to join you on trips. That was fun. Remember when we were 25, we did that at the beginning of your career. So I'd like you to do that. So fuck the golf or hanging out with our grandchildren or whatever you want to do. I'd like your career to last 50 years, not 40 years or whatever the case may be. Uh, well, she doesn't really get to pick that. And that would be kind of fucked up, right? Because you are trying to make peace with that. You're transitioning to a different life stage. And she can't for some reason. And that would be fairly self-centered. And of course, within, within limits. So I'm saying if a woman completely cuts you off from all physical affection and has no desire to work together collaboratively on it, then then yeah, I mean, that, that's a situation where, of course, your children are now grown at that stage. Make your decision whether to stay or leave. But you know, if a woman is trying and all that you're really blaming her for is that she will not try to biologically make herself younger, well, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it doesn't sound so good because even the next woman that you can get will also age, you know? So let's say that you dumped your 60-year-old uh, wife and you, ha you somehow got yourself with a 30-year-old woman. Oh, guess what she's going to want to do? Make a baby. And then you don't know what's going to happen to her body and her drive. You know, so time marches on for everybody. Or let's say you got a 48-year-old woman at age 60. In a couple years, menopause is going to hit her. So you never know. If you're always running away from transition, change, and evolution, 
that is not necessarily the most psychologically healthy or, or possible or, you know, realistic way to live your life. And so, so hopefully you got something out of this podcast that was beyond just hormones and, and really zooms out to kind of what is your philosophy on change, you know, and growth and, and moving into a, a different frame and identity and what does it mean to, to be a couple who supports each other through good and through bad and uh, what does it mean to be collaborative and mutually respectful and try to solve a problem versus try to solve a person. So a lot of these guys are trying to solve a person. Can't solve a person. You know, if, if a person wants to, to uh, accept natural life changes, it's, it's kind of fucked up, you know, to keep on pushing and pushing that they shouldn't. As you would feel if your wife scheduled you for like, you know, a couple hair transplants, got you in with a personal trainer, a spray tan, and would never, ever let you retire. You would be like, what does this person even love me? I mean, even just to never let me retire is enough to make most people say, does she even love me or am I, or am I an ATM? So in this case, it's like, does he even love me as a person or did he just love me at age 35? You know, when I, when I had the right level of testosterone in my bloodstream. So, you know, it is a philosophical question and one that's very interesting to think about. And I hope you found it interesting as well. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys.